It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me today, my good friend, Lindsey Crosby. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I got to watch live real football uh, Saturday night for the first time since the spring, and I'm just getting warmed up for football season here. Yeah, you went to watch a Columbus Lions game, right? Yeah, had some free tickets. Shout out the Chamber of Commerce. Cool. Went to go uh, sit. I sat in a suite, and me and the me and the kids watched uh, indoor football. So that was kind of exciting. Just to had you been to one of those before? I had been to one of those before. It's it had so been fun. A couple of years. It is tons of fun, man. I mean, we they were they were right there in front of us, and so. You know, like there were some shovey shoveys going on, and my wife's like, maybe the like, look, look, kids, and then they start yelling, and my wife's like, oh, maybe they shouldn't be looking because nice. they're saying bad words. It nice. was great, tons of fun. Are there any Auburn guys still there? I know Cam Petway was there for a minute, and Jeremy Johnson was there for a minute. Maurice Swain was there in training camp, but then he was not there last night, so I don't know if he didn't make the team, if he pulled out, or what happened. But interesting story: Maurice Leggett, who I went to Vadalsa State with, uh huh was on and playing for the team yesterday. He's a defensive back. Uh, I remember playing racquetball with Maurice Leggett in 2006. And so he was playing. So he's my age, and he's out there playing with all of these. Good for him. 23, 24-year-olds. The dream is not dead, man. Good for him. All right. So big big news happening Sunday afternoon. Auburn, uh, Auburn got another commit running back Damari Austin committed to the Tigers yesterday. And this is um, a guy from College Park, Georgia. He's listed at 5'10", 205 pounds, and a back that can do a little bit of everything. For context, last year, he had just over 1,500 rushing yards and 25 touchdowns. He had over 220 touches. And he also had uh, 229 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns on just 22 catches. So uh, very effective, and I think this is great. I think it makes a whole lot of sense, and this could be the guy after Tank Bixby. Yeah, and, you know, this is something where Cadillac Williams brought him here. Um, You know, he had a close relationship with Cadillac, and everybody's been really nervous about the signing class and they've been talking gloom and doom about what's going on with the 2022 class. So it's so tiny. It's so low quality. This is the seventh player in the class and this is just going to keep picking up momentum from here. So, um, you know, he seems to play, I think part of it was he didn't want to have to get rid of any of the Eagle stuff he has. He was the, they were the war Eagles in high school. They still are. Yeah, still are. So, you know, he, he's a welcome addition to the University of Auburn War Eagles that we have going on here. Man, he's going to be really he, confused because War yeah. Eagles, that is their mascot. It's not our mascot. I hope that was explained to him. I really, I really like to think that Cadillac's not going to, like, going to make sure he doesn't get that wrong. Yeah, the fact that Cadillac was kind of the guy handling his recruitment makes me feel better. Just... I love JT Thor with everything inside of me, but just when like he committed and was like, go Eagles. I'm like, what are we doing, Bruce? Like, how did that happen? 
I'm going to give him a little bit of English isn't his first language. Like English isn't JT Thor's first language. From what I was told, no. Am I wrong here? I hadn't heard that. He's from Alaska. They speak English in Alaska. (laughs) What would his language be? No, no, no. I know they speak English in Alaska. I swear, like, I was told that he was a foreign. I just looked him up. He was born in Omaha, Nebraska, lived in Alaska. Someone lied to me. That's hilarious. I think I say, I he think speaks somebody, really well for that not to be his first language. Yeah, no, no, no. I think somebody got Stretch and Thor mixed up when they were talking to me about it. Because I don't know. That had to be what it was. That's hilarious. Just clarifying people, I know that. Okay, I feel dumb, but listen. Well, we've seen Giannis Antetokounmpo everywhere right now. Maybe that was it. Maybe that that's was it. what it I is. Don't know. There you go. I don't know. That's if it. we have time at the end of the show, I want to talk more about the, the NBA draft and Thor and Cooper um, as well. But absolutely. Um, Yeah, staying on the topic of Damari, I think uh, one super brandable name, I think that's fantastic, Damari Austin, that is a fantastic running back name. Um, But as far as what he can do, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, um, Coach Pink on Twitter, who I think listens to the show a good bit, he, um, after every commitment, he kind of like posts some videos of highlights and things that the players do well. He doesn't really do any criticism, which... It's fine. I understand why he does that. I'd like to know strengths and weaknesses, but it's just weird dissing a high school kid or critiquing a high school kid. So I understand why he does what he does, but it's just so tough to see all of these things. Cause it's like, okay, every could looks fantastic because all we see is highlights. I say this all the time um, because like not every run that this guy does is like 60 yards for a touchdown. You know what I mean? But yeah. I mean, as a four star, he doesn't do a whole lot bad at the high school level. You'd have to think, um, looks like he's got home run speed. Looks like he's got pop. Looks like he's got versatility. And, you know, that's that's what we hear about Harson over and over and over again. Get guys that can do multiple things. Get guys that can be involved in the passing game. Obviously, in between the tackles and outside zone stuff as well. It seems like this is a guy that can do all of it. And so I'm thinking timeline-wise, Lindsay, his freshman year will be 2022. That will be Tank's last season. Tank will be a true junior. And then he will leave. And then as a true sophomore, Austin may be the guy. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking here. I think I think this staff thinks that highly of him. Yeah, the the timing works out as far as the class he's in. And then going out and getting a guy who's 28 in the country now going into his senior year, kind of having shown what he's shown so far in high school. I think it's very like I think there's a good possibility he picks up a fifth star depending on how his 2021 looks. And so that's just kind of the natural segue is we don't have that question of who's going to be the guy. We'll Mm -hmm. get to see him. He'll get to share the field of tank as a rookie, uh, learn what he's doing and then step into that role, hopefully for two years before he goes on and we have the next guy. Uh, But it, it, it works out really well. And he talked about, um, you know, Cadillac knowing how to develop a guy knowing how to get him into the league. And so I think he's kind of thinking the same thing that we are. So you mentioned fans kind of being a little cautious and not knowing what to think about the signing class. So they jump up. I think they were 70. Now they're 63. They have the 63rd ranked class with seven commitments. Uh, But currently 14th in the SEC. And while the SEC may eventually have 20 teams, based on what we've heard over the weekend, um, right now it still only has 14. So we are still dead last in the conference. So you don't love that. Yeah. Don't love that at all. You know, it's one of those, you, you have plenty of time. 
I mean, I know that we, you know, we don't like it. It's, it's frustrating to us, but at the same time, you know, this is still the summer before the 2021 season. Uh, if Auburn goes out and takes care of business on the field this season, the Parson and the staff, I think a lot of it's going to be, you see guys waiting to see what this team looks like offensively, defensively. Do they look, does this coaching staff look like they know what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do we have a cohesive plan? Are we developing players or guys getting better? I think as the season goes on and we see a lot of that, you know, the stuff that we've heard, the culture change stuff that we've heard, as we see it translate to on the field performance, we'll see some of these guys who may be, you know, iffy or waiting to commit may pull the trigger and, and commit to Auburn. So Big Cat Weekend was Sunday, yesterday, as most of you listen to this. And there was apparently like growing concern that there wasn't going to be a really like respectable list of kids on campus. Um, but it seems like in kind of the, the final hour, everybody um, said that they were coming. Um, and I'm not going to go through everybody that was there. Keith Niebuhr at AuburnUndercover.com. They've got, he's got a great list compiled of folks. I mean, guys from this class all the way to 2025. I mean, they've got all kinds of dudes, um, on campus. So hopefully, hopefully that will spur some positive momentum. I will say that it looks like there was several Auburn commits there. Holden Garner, the quarterback, uh, receiver Jay Fair, who committed this past week from Texas, uh, and then, of course, the the local linebacker, Powell Gordon, um, he was there as well as Caleb Wooden. And that looks like it's it as far as Auburn commits. So you got to think having some of the commits there will also help with recruiting. You, you got to assume they were in part of the recruiting process, especially the quarterback, right? I mean, it sounds like Gariner has been pretty active even back, you know, several weeks ago when when you were able to finally start hosting kids that he was coming as many weekends as possible just to help recruit. And so you love that. You absolutely love that. But um, we are recording this early on Sunday, so I guess there's a slight chance that somebody commits. I'm not expecting it, but that's um, that's that. You got anything to add to that recruiting-wise? Not really. I love that we brought in a guy that's a hard commit to Ole Miss and a guy that's a hard commit to Kentucky. Maybe we can flip them, you know? It's funny. We complain about guys who are – committed to us taking officials somewhere else, but yet I'm okay with these two guys coming because maybe we can flip them. I don't know. There's plenty of talent there. If you look at the list, there's a bunch of four-star guys, three-star mm-hmm. guys. There's plenty of people uh, that will bring this class up from the 60s higher. So I'm not worried about it. I'm going to trust Harson and trust what they're doing and excited to see which of these guys realize how great Auburn is. Also, Drew Bobo, go ahead and commit. Your dad works here. Yeah, come on home, brother. No, I think he's, he's planning to commit – Late July, so I mean, maybe he'll commit July. soon. Yeah, maybe he'll commit soon. I don't know. I don't know. Watch him commit right after we're done recording. Uh, that'll happen. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I had a Built Bar this morning. It was a salted caramel flavor. It was delicious. Very, very good. It tastes like a candy bar, but it is a protein bar. Tons of protein there. 17 to 18 grams of protein. All low in calories. Very low in sugar. It's delicious. Also... Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that cool? There you go. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30, 
Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So there's been a lot of talk about Auburn being voted to finish fifth in the West by SEC media that attended media days up in Hoover last week. Fifth in the West. Do you think that is right? Do you think that is appropriate? I think it's too low. I also think it's too low. Um, I would, But I would rather be voted fifth and finish something like third than to be voted third and finish fifth. Ultimately, at the end of the day, what we do matters. But I do think fifth is kind of low uh, simply because – I mean, I think fourth is like, I think that's fine. I I think Auburn will finish third in the West, but I understand why a lot of people would think that that is way too high. I don't trust Texas A&M with a, with a freshman quarterback, Texas A&M family members of mine don't trust Texas A&M. I don't think they're going to be third in the West. Like everyone expects or second in the West. Yeah. Most people have them second in the West behind Bama. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. Their own fans don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, it, putting it's, us fifth is a little too low. Can Auburn edge out LSU and Ole Miss? To me, that's what it comes down to. And a lot of people are saying Arkansas is too low, and I'm like, okay, I get it. They overachieved last year. I really think Coach Pittman's, like, the guy. Like, he loves being Arkansas's head coach. And good for him. I think that's great. The players clearly like him. But you have a ceiling. You're Arkansas. And then uh, Mississippi State may not win a conference game. I think they're going to be really, 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 really bad. So fifth is definitely the floor. Like fifth, I think, is the worst case scenario for Auburn. But I just, I could see LSU trending up. Like if I had to pick a breakout team between LSU and, and Ole Miss, it's LSU to me just because of their talent. But Ole Miss, like their ceiling to me is third in the West. And I don't think that's a reasonable expectation at all. You sound like you're not a believer in Matt Corral. I'm honestly. not. I'm not a. I'm not a believer in Matt Corral. Maybe it's because I early on I associated him with Golden Corral, and that place let me down a million times. I don't know. Or maybe just like Golden Corral, you can get as much as you want. If you were a defense going up against Matt Corral early in his career, you get as many picks as you want. You know what I mean? I mean, I find it weird that we don't have confidence in the guy that had to work really hard to beat out Ole Miss's center fielder for the quarterback job. Why Why is no uh, one bringing that up? That's the weirdest thing in the world to me. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, this guy's like Jared Goff 2.0. Like, this guy can sling it all over the place. And it's like, okay, let's assume that's true. Like, this weird assumption that, one, he can do it again, that he's going to be, like, significantly better from last year. And two, just assuming that the defense is going to be way better at Ole Miss. Like, this is a Lane Kiffin team. A Lane Kiffin team is not going to all of a sudden just get better on defense in one offseason. I don't think. And, man, I could be totally wrong here. But I just think putting Auburn behind those teams is odd to me. Especially LSU, when everybody wants to talk about how many question marks there are. But it's like, but they got talent. It's like, Auburn's a talented team, too. So get out of here with that stuff. At least, you know... I think there's there's a lot less questions on Auburn's team than there is LSU's. Yeah, I think LSU people are looking at star rankings 
and they're looking at recruiting rankings and they're saying, well, they have talented players. They have guys coming back who won a national championship. But all so of the default, guys, we're going to assume they're better. Well, yeah. the, the national championship key players, they're, they're gone. They are oh, yeah. totally gone. And like, well, once it didn't leave after they won it, they all pretty much opted out last year. Auburn's got top 10 classes of this team. The only, the only one that's not like a top 12 class are, are the freshmen and they're not going to play next year. And so I don't know, like, sure, maybe from top to bottom, LSU's a little bit more talented, but from like one to 30 when your top 30 players on your roster, I'm not buying that. And I think Bo Nix is a better quarterback than whoever starts at LSU. So I, I just, I, I don't buy it. Now, a big part of that Auburn LSU hierarchy as we go into the standings, you know, halfway through the season depends on what happens when Auburn goes to LSU. And we all know that they stink playing in Baton Rouge. So that's that, that's going to be a big part of it. That's going to be a big part of it. But if Auburn wins that game, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think clearly they have a chance to be the third team in the West. Yeah, if Auburn takes care of business against LSU, then I think they're no lower than third in the West. But again, like like you said, that's the big thing. We just don't know what's going to happen. And the margin is smaller between Auburn and LSU than we like to think it is simply because uh, – the talent that LSU does have. And really a lot of the question marks, I mean, we have question marks about who's going to play what positions, but the big question marks behind LSU is the coaching. We just, we don't know. They have all new coordinators. We don't think Ed Orgeron's anything more than 50,000 crawfish in a human suit. I mean, we're not quite sure what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, the, the outcome of that game is going to decide the team that wins that game will be higher in the West at the end of the season. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Head to the website, and uh, you can use your computer, your mobile device. They've got a great mobile-friendly website as well. To sign up today, and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON. That's at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I want to spend the last few minutes talking a little uh, Auburn basketball slash NBA draft as that is coming up. And um, the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, I think you remember me talking about this when we did a big um, mock draft thing across the network. They did an NBA mock draft. All five parts are out. They did a fantastic job. It's very well produced. Experts from all over the place got involved with this. But just a spoiler Auburn fans are going to be more interested in episodes three and episodes four. So you want to guess where both Cooper and Thor went? You want to guess where they went and who went first? Ooh. Because lately we've been seeing Thor kind of trend up past Cooper in a few drafts. I'm going to guess Cooper went first. Cooper went first by a lot. Cooper went early in this when he went 13 to the Pacers. That's not a bad fit for Sharif. That's really not. And then um, Thor went to the Rockets at 24. And that's one I've seen a bunch of. I see him going to the Rockets a ton. And pretty much the vast majority of mocks that I read. 
it very much like for a bigger guy, it kind of feels like he fits the rocket style. So I think that from a just a pure roster and, and coaching standpoint, he'll probably, to, you know, reach his untapped potential in, you know, with the Rockets. Uh, but I feel like he's not going to have playing time for a little while in Houston, just with the way their roster is set up right now. Yeah. So Cooper gets taken at the, uh, towards the beginning of episode three, and then Thor gets taken towards the end of episode four. If Auburn fans want to go and listen to that, just search um, Locked On Podcast NBA Draft, and it'll um, it'll come up. But our partners at Odyssey made that possible. So uh, cool stuff. I, I just think it's amazing. And I know we say this a bunch, but I don't know if we actually really think about it and comprehend it. How crazy it is. We're about to have two first-round draft picks in the NBA draft. I mean, that's two more than we had in football this past year. Like, that's amazing. Like, that's, that is crazy. I, I hadn't thought about it from the football perspective. That's a very good point. Yeah. The basketball roster is, what, one-sixth one the size of the football roster, and we're going to have two first-round picks in basketball? Um, looking at it right now, Tell me who was the Indiana Pacers leader in assists last year. Dude, I, I have no idea. It was a forward, if that tells you anything. Wow. Sharif, Sharif has a chance to start on day one. How about I that? Mean, it, just being completely honest. Um, I'm excited about the fact that Auburn's producing multiple first-round picks to go to the league. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think that, that um, that's just going to help bring in guys to the level of Jalen Green. I mean, I'm very excited to see him play this year. I was I was not thinking anything different about him than any other player we brought in until I think it was a friend of the pod, Justin Ferguson, wrote a film room piece at the Auburn Observer talking about, like, we are not ready for this. For Jabari? And, I'm sorry, 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 Jabari. I, I think I said something else. Yeah, that's okay. But... I have two first round picks and then a guy that talented. I think we've fully taken Kentucky's place as the blue blood of the SEC when it comes to basketball. Wow. And I'm here for it. Wow. I don't know if we're quite there yet, but I feel like we're close. I mean, the whole conference, I believe, is caught up to Kentucky, but it's still going to be somebody eventually. And just the more times that Bruce does this, because we went forever getting these four and five stars and Bruce wasn't putting them in the league, like Wiley and Mustafa and guys like that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, now now we're rolling. Now we're churning these guys out. And next year, it's got a chance to be Jabari, like you said. Alan Flanagan seems to be mocked in the top 20 um, in most like future NBA mock drafts. And then like, where does Kessler fit into all this if he chooses to leave? So that'd be amazing. That's an amazing thing to think about. And uh, it's crazy that it's happening here. It's a ton of fun. Ton of fun. Anything else Auburn related that you uh, that we missed from over the weekend? Did you watch any Olympics? Apparently, Suni Lee was really good, like at four o'clock in the morning, but I, I didn't stay up that late. Yeah, about to say four o'clock in the morning. I didn't see it. Um, my wife was was wanting to watch the highlights today, and so I think tonight we're planning on sitting and watching some of what Suni Lee did. If you're not quite sure about Olympic gymnastics and how it works. Um, I've seen some great pieces floating around from different pe- people in the Auburn beat about it. And then if you want to know what Auburn player, uh, what Auburn students, student athletes are in the Olympics, there's a great piece at the Auburn wire True. actually that talks all about the, um, the Auburn folks in the Olympics. If you want to go check it out. Yep. Yep. I put that up at auburnwire.com. There is 18, 18 Auburn representatives in the Olympics. As far as coverage 
Follow Justin Lee with the OA News. He's done a great job um, covering Auburn folks in the Olympics. Um, yeah, he's been very, very good. Lindsey Crosby, where can people find you and hear you, bud? I am at, at Auburn Banker on the socials and in the Discord, and you can listen to me 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, on News Talk WANI. I'm the co-host of Auburn Opelika this morning. Yes. Follow me on Twitter at Z Black. Or be the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a Charlie Tuesday right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 